Welcome to A Medic's Mind. Thank you very much for joining me today. If you hear a humming in the background, I do apologize. Uh, the uh, the furnace is on, uh, weather's getting colder, and uh, it's just at that kind of awkward stage where it's cold enough that the furnace will kick in, but not quite cold enough that we should start the uh, wood stove as of yet. So unfortunately, uh, we have this uh, this kind of hum in the background. I do apologize for that, but uh, hopefully it's not too pervasive and annoying for you. Anyway, I hope you're doing well. I apologize. There was no podcast last week. Uh, the week kind of got away from me. It was pretty busy. I've been working on some uh, voiceover projects and, uh, you know, I can uh, I can share some of those with you. Uh, but one of the biggest projects that I was working on uh, was for actually the town I live in, Falkland. Uh, so there's a production company that lives here and uh, is based out of here in Falkland and uh, they're called Thunder Boys Production and uh, they are putting on a second annual The Haunting of Falkland. Now this is not just your run of the mill uh, kind of haunted house. No, no, it, it, it's so far beyond that. These guys have been working on this for a good month, month and a half. So the town hall has been transformed into this macabre, this 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 wonderful oasis of fright, uh, and and there's animatronics in there. There's uh, all kinds of places that you can go and check out, and uh, and 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 it's supposed to like it, it's absolutely terrifying. Uh, that's more for the adult side. Then they also have uh, over at the museum some more kid friendly type uh, attractions for for kids to go and check out. And, uh, and it's pretty cool that they're doing that because, um, the whole town is, is in on it. The whole town is behind it. And, uh, the town of Falkland actually made the news recently, global news. And, uh, and, and they talked about the event and, uh, it's really got this huge backing from the community as a whole. Uh, there's just this sort of ubiquitous excitement towards it. And, uh, it's pretty cool to be a part of. And by be a part of, I mean, I got to put together a promo video along with an audio piece, uh, narration for it. Now I can't play the video via the podcast, obviously, but I can play the audio, which I will do right now. The haunting of Falkland welcomes you to a frightful extravaganza. A spooky entrance guarded by a 12-foot ghost. Enter a vortex room and be whisked away from all that you know and transplant into a sinister world of the undead and unknown. Walk into a Krampus Christmas and then into a haunted dining room that's devilishly serving a person. Then venture up the stairs into a dark mannequin room, and then wander into Pennywise's septic sanctuary. Escape that via a door into the exorcist room. 
then descent into an alien ship where you have to avoid being abducted. Finally, traipse into a nightmare before Christmas graveyard and hopefully make it out alive to escape back onto the Falkland streets, only to then be greeted by Hell's Kitchen and eat a zombie burger or test tube dog. Huh? What do you think? Not bad, right? Wouldn't that get you excited to come see? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not bad, right? Um, I didn't write it. Uh, the, uh, the head of the production company, Dean, he wrote it. Uh, I just had to, to read it and uh, put, the vi- put a little video together. And uh, if you want to check out the video, head over to social media, either Instagram or Facebook, and look for The Haunting of Falkland. That's Haunting of Falkland, F-A-L-K-L-A-N-D. And you'll be able to see my video there. You'll be able to see all other kinds of promos that are on there and some other information, the dates and times for things like that. So if you are listening to this and you are from BC and you're in the Okanagan area, the Shushwap area, come on down, check this out. This is not just for locals. This is for everyone to come and check out. And uh, I'm pretty excited to be a part of it in this this way. Um, So yeah, I, I was recording that. I was kind of working on that kind of stuff. So I do apologize that the week got away from me and I didn't get a podcast out. Uh, but I'm pretty excited about, uh, being able to share that little voice clip with you as well as, you know, uh, like I said, being a part of this whole thing. So yeah, if you're in the area, come check it out. Um, yeah, uh, some things to talk to you about. Um, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tell you this. Okay. Firstly, those of you that don't know, uh, back in 2015, I got a DUI and that DUI was sort of the catalyst for me to go uh, and and seek help because I sort of realized that I, I I might be in some trouble at that point, not just legally speaking, but just in a life status. Uh, you know, I, I was struggling. I was str- I was really struggling, and uh, and it felt like the time to kind of enact some employee benefits and get some help, and uh, and that was the first step. Uh, towards meeting Doc, and uh, Doc was instrumental in uh, in helping me confront the demons of alcoholism and uh, and trauma, and uh, and find sobriety. So, uh, from 2015 up until uh, September of this year, I have not driven or sat behind the wheel of a car, and uh, part of that was because you know obviously when you get a DUI and you plead guilty. Uh, it's the same as, as, you know, just being found guilty. Uh, you lose your license for a period of time. I believe mine was for a year. Um, and I, I just never, I never chose to, to get it back. I never chose to, uh, uh, go through that process of getting it back. And so my license not only expired, but it expired with having all these restrictions on it, like the breathalyzer and then going through this, uh, um, smart start course. And, uh, you know, fast forward to 2019 when I met Sheena um, and our relationship started to kind of transition from more of acquaintance and, uh, you know, flirty to to actual being in a relationship. And uh, and it, it transitioned wonderfully and beautifully. And with that transition came my migration from Toronto to back home in B.C. And uh, with being in B.C., having a license is a little more um, imperative than it is out in, in Toronto, you know, in Toronto, there's people that live their whole lives, though, getting a driver's license because the transit is 
albeit vexing, quite effective. And uh, the same can be said for a lot of major cities. But out here in the rural areas of British Columbia and the winding roads of BC, it's pretty uh, necessary to have a license. And so I started to really rethink the uh, self-punitive uh, measures that I'd put in place about not having a license. And and it felt like the right time to uh, to kind of look at maybe getting one again. And uh, and so I started that process of getting a license, and that was a whole ordeal. Anyway, I got one. I have a driver's license. It does have the breathalyzer restriction on it, which means that I had to have it installed in the vehicle. And I basically have to inflate my vehicle every time I want to drive it. And I have to drive with a licensed driver. And that's all fine. You know, that's only until March. Uh, March, I could take my test and then have my full license uh, restored to me. Uh, but uh, yesterday, uh, Sheena and I were, we had a weekend off. By that, I mean both kids were uh, were gone and uh, doing their own thing um, with with other family and, uh, and so Sheena and I had kind of had a free, a free weekend, but Sheena received an email the day prior, um, indicating that she had a pickup, not the truck, but like an actual order to pick up. So here's the thing, her and like Sheena and her friend, Amy, um, got this, uh, membership to this winery in, uh, in BC here. And, uh, there, I mean, for those of you who aren't familiar with BC, the wineries are very plethoric and they are very scenic and beautiful. And, uh, Sheena and her friend, Amy, um, who are both very, very busy women, uh, got this membership to a winery so that they could kind of have and craft some time together and also go and enjoy something a little bit unique and different. And so basically their membership consists of getting, uh, I think six bottles of wine, uh, every few months um, complimentary, I think, uh, as part of their membership. Plus they go and they have some hors d'oeuvres and tasting and things like that. And, uh, and so she got this email saying, Hey, uh, you know, your pickup is ready. You should come get it. Otherwise it's going to expire. And that's basically just a waste of free wine essentially. Right. You know, you're paying for this membership anyway. So Sheena's like, Hey, I gotta go pick up. And I was like, cool. Now I'm not the best person to take to a winery, not because I'd be tempted to drink. Cause that's not, uh, that's not, not the case for me at all. But just because I can't drink, I can't partake in the full extent of festivity. So Sheena was like, you know, I don't know if we'll do the the, the hors d'oeuvres and stuff. Now, however, if we stayed for hors d'oeuvres, I'll crush me some hors d'oeuvres. I mean, believe me, I'll eat some hors d'oeuvres. Like, look at my second chin and ask me if I'll eat hors d'oeuvres. I will eat hors d'oeuvres, okay? I definitely will. Uh, but we decided that, hey, you know, we'll just go pick it up and then we'll uh, we'll go. Now, uh, we have two vehicles. I had the, the breathalyzer installed into our truck because uh, she drives the car mostly for work and it's just, it's, it's a hassle, right? Anybody who's ever had a breathalyzer in their vehicle will understand it's, it's quite the hassle. It really, uh, like it goes off, uh, after you, after you breathe into it, start the vehicle after five minutes at a random interval, it will go off again. And then within a 45 minute period, subsequently thereafter, it will go off again at a random interval and, and so on and so forth. And it will keep doing that, uh, randomly every 45 minutes while you're driving. And, uh, it's, it's a thing. It's kind of a thing. So anyway, we drive to, uh, we drive to this winery and it's a, it's a beautiful day out for me anyway. It's kind of rainy and overcast and you know, anybody who's listened to this podcast for any period of time will understand I'm a rain guy. I like the rain. So I was happy. I was happy to drive. I was happy to drive us out there. And, uh, I was in the company of my beautiful girlfriend. And, uh, I was happy to drive around. It felt good to be able to let her relax and kind of, you know, look out the window or go through her phone or sip her coffee without any worry of driving. And that felt good for me. So I, I drove us to this winery. It was kind of in this back uh, winding road. 
We get up in there and it's a beautiful area. It looks like a villa, right? There's like this uh, beautiful uh, sort of modern slash kind of Victorian um, house carved out of stone up on the hill overlooking everything. And then to, if you're staring at the winery to the left, there's the lake and you can see these beautiful uh, fall mountains uh, just adorned by, um, you know, reds and oranges and yellows, uh, because we're full into fall now. It was a, it was a beautiful area. And so it was really nice. And, and, uh, we walk up to, to the front, there was a bit of a lineup, but nothing crazy. We actually, uh, so there's two areas, there's the lineup for the general public. And then there's, uh, the VIP lineup, I guess you could say, which is the membership lineup, which is what Sheena is. So we got in right away. Um, she said, yeah, I have an appointment time. It's at one fifteen. Uh, I think I'm just going to pick up today. I don't think I'm staying for the hors d'oeuvres or the tasting or anything. And they said, yeah, it's fine. So they box up her wine. It's six bottles of wine, which, uh, subsequently can be a little bit heavy. So I obviously offered to carry it, carry it back out to the park. And the parking lot is packed, by the way, it is jam packed full of people. She knows like, I've never seen it like this, not even back in the summertime. And so I guess, I guess that day was wine day because there was people everywhere. Uh, it was so busy that people were kind of making their own parking spots and parked along the side. And that's subsequently where we parked as well, but we're in a bit of a smaller truck so people can still get in and out. And, uh, anyway, there was a truck parked, uh, in front of us and they were facing us. So it looks like the lady had pulled into the parking lot, turned around and then was now facing us. And she too had gone in to get some wine Anyway, by the time Sheena and I got back to the vehicle, I just finished stowing six bottles of wine in the vehicle. And I sat in behind the driver's seat. And now this, this other lady comes around and she's in her driver's seat looking at me. And while I'm looking at her, I pick up the breath, the breathalyzer and I start blowing into it. And then it dawns on me, I'm at a winery and I just stowed six bottles of wine in my truck. So I turn to the side as though that's somehow going to hide me while I blow into this thing. So now I'm making eye contact with Sheena blowing into this thing. And this other lady who's parked right in front of us is just staring, watching this whole thing go down. And I can't help but devolve into absolute guffaw, man. I was laughing so hard. And she's like, what? I was like, I'm blowing into a breathalyzer at a winery. <laughs> and then Sheena laughed. And Sheena's got a really contagious laugh. When she laughs, I can't help but just continue to devolve into laughter. And uh, and so this lady kind of just, she drives off without making any more eye contact, just like straight ahead, driving away like the T-1000, refusing to move her gaze. And I was just like, oh man, that was uh, that was pretty funny. Of all the times. And, uh, and then we keep driving and, and, uh, we leave the winery and then, uh, decide to go to Tim Hortons, uh, which is where I can drink. And, uh, and so we go to, to Tim Hortons, we're in the drive through and, uh, I roll down the window and I place my order. And right when I'm finished pl placing my order, the beep of the machine goes off and it's telling me I gotta, I gotta give a sample. So I'm driving up to the window, and I'm blowing into this thing. <laughs> I have all the times uh, for it to rain. It's like, it's like it was watching, uh, as we were doing this thing. And, uh, and that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> oh my God. I was laughing so hard, uh, because just the, just the, the, the irony of that visual, right? The, the juxtaposition of, you know, going to enjoy yourself at a winery. Oh, I better use my breathalyzer before I leave here after stowing six bottles of wine. This is normal. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> oh my God.
That, my friends, uh, was my uh, was my Sunday or my Saturday. No Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, that was my Sunday. That was my Sunday. Um, <laughs> yeah. In in all honesty, I uh, I'm not embarrassed by the breathalyzer. It's not fun to have. Uh, I, I get, I, I introspectively, I'm ashamed of myself for, for having that in my vehicle, for, for having that as a stipulation, um, because it means I did what I did in order to make that happen. And that sucks. Uh, it still bothers me, but, um, I, I have found throughout the course of recovery and I found even when I was working as a military medic and a medic, um, finding humor in turmoil or, un, or, or in times of unpleasantry is kind of imperative. You kind of need to. And uh, this was highlighted even further by the fact that we went to our next door neighbor's um, uh, place and had uh, had some dinner there. It was uh, it was our neighbor's birthday, and it was just me and Sheena and her and her husband, um, and uh, and we were having some some food, and uh, and and the conversation came up of trauma because uh, you know. Um, a lot of people have trauma and, uh, it's not my place to talk about other individuals trauma, but the, the topic came up and we were, uh, discussing, um, how, how humor is used, how, uh, you know, uh, Adele is our, our neighbor's name and Sheena. And they were both kind of conversing about how they find it remarkable that, uh, you know, people that they know who've gone through really traumatic times can be so jovial or, or have such levity and, and tell such jokes and, and be, I guess, funny. And, uh, and it, I, I think finding humor is, is truly, uh, a part of the recovery process. I think it's necessary, um, to be able to, because I mean, like you can sit and ruminate in the negative of it and, and, and that's just going to weigh you down. Um, I mean, you're allowed to feel negative at times that that's not what I'm saying, but, uh, for me, uh, using humor or cracking a joke or, uh, you know, being able to use that as, as a, you know, as a, as a paddle to maneuver through things, don't use it as like a deflection or a shield, which sometimes I have done, but just using it as a tool, right. As part of the tool in your toolbox, uh, you know, laugh like, for example, uh, the mat, I have a gym mat beside my bed, uh, because sometimes I have nightmares and I fall out of bed. And, uh, when I first moved to Machina, we realized that her bed is much higher than mine used to be. And so falling out of bed causes a lot more pain and, uh, uh, potential injury than, than what it once did. And, uh, so we bought a gym mat and, um, and it's caught me a couple times. Uh, but I started to kind of feel, uh, really kind of just, I felt like a freak. I felt like an oddity. I felt like a... I felt really shitty about myself about having this map beside the bed because I'm a 30 something year old man who can't stay in bed because he has bad dreams. And, uh, so I started belittling myself with all these negative things. And then, and then it dawned on me, you know what? You're a 30 plus year old guy who can't stay in bed because he falls out of bed. That can be kind of funny in the right context. And so I went on Amazon and I ordered a bullseye, you know what I mean? Like a, like a circular bullseye that people can So I ordered that. And I put it dead center in the mat. <laughs> I'm like, you know, if I'm going to fall out of bed, I'm at least going to make it funny. And you could tell me how close I get to the bullseye. <laughs> Maybe give me a score. Just don't be a Russian judge and give me a five when it was clearly an eight, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I found some levity in that and finding levity in that. It doesn't take away the fact that I need it. It doesn't take away the knowledge that I know I need it. It does. However, 
give some levity to when I walk into the bedroom and I see it, the mat sitting there and I go, okay, well, that's, there's a bullseye staring at me. That's kind of funny. Um, that's what I mean by using humor or finding humor, right? Uh, deflection is, is something that can be used at times. Sure. But I mean, it only goes so far. You have to confront the thing that that's ailing you and, uh, as difficult as that can be. So, but finding humor, uh, you know, I could have been embarrassed and, and just withdrawn and, and hid within myself and said, I don't want to drive anymore and let Sheena drive the rest of the way home. And, uh, you know, being embarrassed about that lady seeing me, but, um, the fact that I need the breathalyzer is a part of my life and it's a part of my recovery. Uh, and it's funny to me because like, I'm not anywhere even tempted to drinking. I, I don't. I don't have that lost, that desire, that, that feeling that I want to drink again. So to me, this breathalyzer seems superfluous just because I know where I'm at in recovery, but there are stipulations in place that say you need to do certain things in order to get your license back. And this is one of those certain things. So I have it. I use it. I usually say to Sheena, I got to go inflate the truck before you drive anywhere because that's just, you know, it, it, the, the visual of it kind of looks like I'm inflating the truck. It is kind of funny, but, uh, I like it. So Anyway, uh, that's kind of what I've been up to, uh, over this past week. Um, I wanted to share that story with you guys and, uh, and yeah, also thank you for your continued support. It means, uh, it means a great deal to me. Uh, yeah. Um, again, uh, to give you guys uh, a heads up, my book, I uh, will be releasing early 2022. Uh, I've been told that I'll get the first round of edits, uh, shown to me on the 2nd of November which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, keep an eye on my social media feeds, uh, which is where I will post most of the updates, but also on the podcast too. I will post it here and let you guys know when the book is coming out, where you can get it. Um, and as well, just as a reminder too, uh, not a lot of people know this, but I do have an audiobook uh, that is out. It's of my first uh, debut book, A Medic's Mind. It has been turned into an audiobook. It is on Audible. Uh, so if you have a subscription, you can go over there and pick up a copy. Uh, if you want to check the show notes, you will see a link to go and pick up a copy of the audible book or audiobook version, uh, read by Roy E. Owens. It is read by Roy E. Owens. It is not read by me. Uh, I found that, um, again, putting up boundaries and having some, uh, uh, safety measures in place on the road of recovery. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do the book. I couldn't read it. I couldn't read certain chapters and, uh, for continuity, instead of having somebody else read certain chapters, I figured I would just get somebody who is qualified and could read the entirety of it. And, uh, and I think he did a stellar job. So if you head over to audible.com and look for a medic's mind, you'll be able to find my book, a medic's mind available for download. If you have an audible subscription or available for, for purchase, if you just want to buy it. So it's over there. Anyway, guys, thank you so very much for listening. I appreciate it. I wish you guys all the best. I will hopefully talk to you guys next week. Be well, be safe, and above all else, keep talking to each other. Journey with me